What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the All Things Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Vic Lopez, as always, and I'm back from my birthday vacation slash Thanksgiving weekend. I hope everyone enjoyed their Thanksgiving and the Thanksgiving weekend. Hopefully, you didn't miss the pod too much. Um, you know, it's been about seven days since the last episode, a little bit of an extended combo, obviously with my birthday and Thanksgiving at the same time, you can just imagine how full I still am from all the food that I've taken in, right? Just from Thanksgiving alone. And then you make the excuse that it's your birthday. So you eat a lot more stuff. Uh, pretty much I'm just, I'm suffering right now from fullness from that entire week. Um, it was just a lot of food. It was a lot of fun, a lot of drinking. Um, it was awesome. I enjoyed my time with my fiance and our dog. Uh, but I'm happy also to be back, uh, to bring you some more episodes for the podcast on this episode. I'm going to be talking about an injury, uh, obviously with Carl Anthony towns, uh, a major, major player injury, uh, to, to basically start off the episode. Um, we're going to talk about most disappointing teams, I'm going to talk about teams that are for real, right? As of now, quarter into the season so far. So it's good to do a little estimate, right? I also want to fit in a couple of games that I was able to watch uh, for the Boston Celtics, but let's get right into it. So starting off the episode, we have some bad news for a team that is just I mean they're just they're 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 headed for a free fall right they've been losing losing and losing and losing uh you're seeing things on Twitter you're seeing things on Instagram uh TikTok wherever you get your 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 content right on any social media platform YouTube TV whatever it is um just the talk of the town for the Minnesota Timberwolves Right. It was we're we're starting to get the resurfacing of people revisiting that trade uh, for Rudy Gobert. Right. Um, Just it's one of those things that was only going to be talked about again if the team looked better. Right. If they're like just balling. Right. If they're they're just if they're just succeeding. Right. It's it's a it's a moment to revisit that trade if the team is playing awful. Right, if the team's just terrible, which they have been, it's also a reason to revisit the trade. Now, I'm not going to revisit the trade um, because I feel like I mean it's self-explanatory, and I've talked about it a couple of times on the on the pod on prior episodes. Uh, but I do want to say this: you know, Carl uh, Anthony Towns he suffered a right calf strain. Right, uh, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, he's expected to be out for the next four to six weeks right? Uh, from that calf strain. So, um, you know, it was, it it really, it, it, everyone thought it was the Achilles. Like if you go look at the highlights or, or that, that clip where he's like running back to the other side of the court and then he kind of like grabs his calf muscle. Um, it was like everyone just in the comments, Achilles, Achilles, Achilles. And we get good news that it wasn't right. So he avoids, a crazy potential injury, right? So this is just a calf strain, right? Nothing too crazy, but he is going to be out for almost two months, right? So, I mean, it could be longer. Who knows how long the recovery is going to be for him? Um, you know, if they if they just head for a free fall, I mean, there's they're going to be more patient, right? If they continue to lose games, which we expect them to, um, because no Carl Anthony Towns, I mean, you would think the team's just going to be even worse than they already are. 
Um, so they might even sideline him longer, right, just to be safe, especially if they're not even uh, getting a stride to win more games, right? Um, so I'm looking at the standings for the Western Conference, right? So obviously it's a bad injury uh, for, for Timberwolves fans, right? Uh, and just for fans of the NBA that want that, that like watching Carl Anthony Towns, um, obviously it's sad news. Um, now I do want to say this, it's, it's always, something always comes from a major injury like that, right? And what I mean by that is, you know, the load that is going to be put on the rest of these players, especially uh, Anthony Edwards, it's going to really, it's going to kind of put him on a fast track to kind of put the team on his back and figure out how to win games. So right now, the Timberwolves are on a three-game losing streak, right? They're five and five out of the last 10 games. And the record I'm looking at is 10 and 11, right? Just not, haven't been good, you know, um, just really a team that, that has been having the issues that I predicted that would happen maybe in the playoffs, but it's not looking like this team's going to even make the playoffs at this point, um, which is interesting to think about because you just traded the future. When you make a trade that big, right, all those picks, players, and you bring in a max contract player like Rudy Gobert, you make those trades because you want to win now, right? And this looks awful. You know, I mean, this team is just terrible. They can't defend. Uh, it, it's it, it's just, it's awful. You know, I mean, I don't know what else to say about these Minnesota Timberwolves. And it's looking like it's just going to get worse. Now, I want to say this before I move on to the next topic on this episode. If you're a fan of the Timberwolves and you, I think I've talked about this before, and you look at what your team is doing right now. And you're looking at the Jazz sitting three slots above your team with everything that your team gave up, <laughs> right? Like your team gave up everything for Rudy Gobert, basically, right? Picks, players, just, just crazy, right? And and the Jazz are 12 and 11. The Jazz look better. The Jazz are the better team. Right? I mean, that's what it looks like right now. And that's how they've been playing. Now, the Jazz are on a free fall, too. They're on a five-game losing streak, and they're 12 and 11. Uh, they are, let's look at the streak here. They're 2 and two and 8 out of their last 10 games. So, yes, the Jazz kind of coming back to earth, like I told you guys that would happen. Um, the Portland Trailblazers are also coming back to earth, which I did tell you was going to happen as well. But I did... do the apology episode basically saying that I thought the trailblazers would not be a good team now you know Damian Lillard is hurt obviously so that affects them um but they've fallen all the way to the seventh seed right they're on a two-game losing streak they're three and seven out of their last 10 games a lot of teams just falling right drastically just just really badly right and and you're looking at you know, you're looking at the bottom of this list and you see the Warriors, you see the Lakers, you see the Mavs, you see the Timberwolves. And you're thinking these are all teams that people expected to be at least somewhere along the middle of the pack. Right. Um, you know, Timberwolves being on the on the tail end of that playoff race is what people expected. And, you know, we're looking at this right now, you know, so that leads me to the next part of this episode, which is most disappointing teams so far. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. Okay, I think this is just my opinion. I think the most disappointing team 
in the league right now, it's not the Lakers. It's not the Lakers. And you want to tell me I'm wrong? Let me make my argument, right? Uh, Because you can't tell me I'm wrong because you're not next to me. And this is a solo man pod. So, (laughs) you know, there's no way I can hear the other side of it unless you guys send me a message on Instagram uh, or you know me personally. But anyways, um, yeah. So the reason I would not put the Lakers in the most disappointing team tier is because we didn't expect much of them right? The the projections were low. Uh, a lot of people said that this team was going to be bad because of the shooting. The roster looked strange. And they're basically, I mean, I'm going to say this, they're definitely worse than I'm going to tell you most people would have assumed. If you, if someone told you they knew the Lakers were going to be 13th in the West, right? I think that that's cap. You know, they're seven and 12 right now, five and five out of the last 10 games. Uh, they just lost the game against the Pacers, which was awful, right? Uh, but LeBron gets hurt, you know, and and that that could lead this team to an even bigger free fall, right? They could start to lose even more games. Who knows? You know, maybe the team uh, just collectively has a new energy and obviously Anthony Davis continues to ball out and then maybe they get some wins, but the schedule looks tough for the Lakers. You know, the schedule doesn't look too good and I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but anyway, so the biggest disappointment team to me is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, you could say, oh, the Warriors, you know, they they were the championship, right? They, I'm sorry, they were the championship team, right? They won the title last year, and here they are outside of the playoff race, right? They're 10th, right? 11 and 11. Um, but this team is 9 and 1 at home, you know, so they can bank on that, right? But on the road, 2 and 10. Holy cow. I mean, that is awful on the road. Um, you know, but they're 6 and 4 of their last 10 games. And I'm going to say this, you know, the Warriors, they did lose some pieces as well. Now, would I have expected them to drop off this far? No. Um, But here we are, right? So I would say it's between the Timberwolves and the Warriors because the Lakers are, people already expected the Lakers to not be very good. um, And they've been worse, right? So, but people expected the Timberwolves to have a strong season, especially when you move everything in the future for one player, right? And here you are. 11th seed in the West. Um, The Warriors were close, right? Also a very disappointing team, so far at least. And, you know, if I want to look at the Eastern Conference, um, I would say, I want to say this, I don't think that there's any disappointment here, right? Unless you're a Nets fan, right? I guess they would be number one, right? Uh, Most disappointing team in the Eastern Conference because... You know, you have Kyrie, you have Ben Simmons, you have obviously Kevin Durant, who's having a monster season, who a lot of people are saying should win MVP. Well, he's in the MVP conversation, uh, having a crazy year, one of his best years statistically. Uh, But, you know, I would say the Brooklyn Nets probably, right? Because the Bucs are up there, right? The Cavs, we thought they were going to be better. Um, The Pacers are very impressive. Um, You know, they've won a lot of games. They look solid. The Sixers definitely are not as good as we thought they would be by this point in the season, Uh, but there's still a lot of time left, obviously. The Boston Celtics are way up there. Um, So really, the only other disappointing team I would say is... I want to say the Miami Heat, but I did tell you guys that I was taking the under on wins total for the Heat because I just feel like they lost pieces, 
Um, they didn't really add anything. And, you know, they're a year older. Uh, a lot of their their big name players, you know, like Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, they're on the older side now. You know what I'm saying? And relying on them day in and day out means that if they get injured, the team could suffer a lot of losses. You know, they're like an injury away from just being from just being mediocre, right? And they're already a mediocre team so far. Now, Bam Adebayo's been better. Um, but, you know, to me, most disappointing is the Brooklyn Nets. You know, because I already did not expect the Heat to be better than last year, which isn't really saying much because they were a really high seed last year. Um, you know, but definitely the Brooklyn Nets to me, they've 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 looked better though, you know. Uh you have a a rising name in Yuta Watanabe, right? Um obviously, you know, you have uh, Ben Simmons who just got hurt though. I don't know how that's going to affect them. They're 6 and 4 in their last 10 games. They're 11 and 11, which is 500. Uh, and their win streak two games in a row so far. Uh, hopefully they start to climb, but you know who knows what's going to happen. This team's very volatile. You just don't know what's going to happen uh, with this roster. You know uh, that's probably uh, how I feel. So most disappointing team in the Eastern Conference, I would probably go Brooklyn. Um, most disappointing team in the West, I would probably say it's the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, just because of that, you know they 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 traded a ton. They traded a big load for Rudy Gobert, and here they are outside of the playing game, right? Not even in the playing race. Um, now you could tell me the Lakers are the biggest disappointment because they're seven and 12, 13th in the West, which they only have one more win than the Spurs. Oklahoma City's ahead of them. Uh, and then by a game, and then the Rockets have just two less wins than them, right? They're like, they're in that tier with OKC, San Antonio, and Houston. I did not think I would see them here at this point in the season. Um, you know, so I, you know, it's, 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 it's a toss up between those two for me, I guess. Um, because I guess, you know, yeah, the Warriors could be the most disappointing right now, but you always believe in them. You know what I'm saying? Like they, 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 you have Steph Curry, you have Clay Thompson, you know, that's that really, you have Jordan Poole, like you have the firepower to get really hot and win a lot of games. Lakers don't have that. You know what I'm saying? The Lakers, they struggle to score. They rely on defense and guys are in and out of lineups. You know, you got older LeBron at the helm getting hurt once in a while. Uh, you know, it's, it's a problem. You know, it's a problem. The shooting is a struggle. Um, you know, just all those things combined. Um, I don't know, you know, but um, yeah, I mean, that's that's really it uh, in terms of, uh, to me, the most disappointing teams. Now, the teams that are for real, right? This, this, is, this is one I'm interested to talk about too. Um, now, let me preface everything by by introducing to me what's real to me right like what what is a team that's for real right to me a team that's for real is a team that is that you can bet on them getting out of their their conference right so can they win their conference i don't want to hear get to the conference finals that's you know we've seen the atlanta hawks get to a conference finals you know, so I kind of want to give it a high category, right? This is like the S plus tier in a tier list, right? This is a team that you will put your money on to get out of their conference. So, uh, and it's going to be pretty self-explanatory when you're looking at the standings because you see the Phoenix Suns, right? Five game win streak, seven and three out of their last 10 games. They're 11 and one at home. So they're great at home. They're three and five on the road. Not bad. 
um, 14 and six, right? Number one in the West. Now, this was a total blind side to me. I did not think the Suns were going to be this good, especially to start the season. Um, they're number one in the West, man. Like they're just winning and winning and winning. Devin Booker's been great. You know, my concerns were obviously the age for Chris Paul, the injuries that could potentially come later on in the season, even in the postseason. Uh, but this is a team that, if everyone's healthy, uh, it, I mean, they could they could definitely get out of the West. You know, they, I mean, they already have that experience getting to the finals. Um, so it's not like it's this team has more experience than the Denver Nuggets, the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, the Clippers, even the Clippers, um, you know, obviously more than the Kings, more than the Blazers, um, you know, even even more than than the Lakers to a certain degree when you're taking in account of people making the finals, you know, so solid team. Uh, the Phoenix Suns look for real, definitely up there. Uh, next team to me that is for real, right? The team that I think can get out of the Western Conference. I, I've i been really flip-floppy on this team. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies, and if if Gus is listening to this, he he's probably laughing right now because I thought they would take a step back and they've kind of hiccuped a little right but but they've kind of gotten gotten some wins under their belt too right they're 12 and 8 fourth in the west um I thought I think I predicted they would be like a fifth seed just taking like a step back from last season um it's kind of looking that way right now but again it's just a quarter into the season so we don't know what's going to happen but this is a team that's deep they care right that's I mean that's like one of the most important things these dudes care about each other you can tell that they love each other. Uh, the great team chemistry. The coaching is awesome. Like I said, the depth is there. The star power is there. Uh, John Morant has proven he can carry games, carry quarters. Um, so it's a definitely a scary team. I just, it's so hard. I feel like they're right on the cusp of for real. I just still feel like they're too young to to take that leap and get out of the conference. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like if they did match up against the Denver Nuggets, I feel like the speed would would give them a win over Denver. Like if, if it was Denver versus Memphis in a conference finals, right? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my money on Memphis. I just think that a team that plays faster, uh, a very athletic team, they can shoot threes, they can, they're definitely clutch. They're well coached. It's, it's a hungry young team as well. Um, the altitude could be a factor when you play in Denver, but you know, I don't, I would take Memphis over the Nuggets and I love Jokic. I, he's just been exposed against fast guard play, right? Fast pace. He's been exposed against that type of play. So I would pick the Memphis Grizz. So I guess Honestly, the way this is looking, though, like the West looks wide open. You know, I don't really see like like a clear cut like, yes, like this team is just going to be better than everyone else and beat everyone. Like, I don't get that vibe like we've had in in recent memory. Um, but this season, I guess, you know, on top right now, you're looking at the Phoenix Suns and the Denver Nuggets. But to me, if I had to bank on it, I I guess I would be banking on the Suns. You know, you have the Chris Paul leadership. You have Devin Booker uh, in an MVP conversation, the way he's playing. You know, uh, obviously, uh, Mikhail Bridges 
has been much better. Um, DeAndre Ayton has been awesome. It's, it's, you know, it's interesting, you know, it's interesting. And I'll say that, you know, so I guess I only feel like one team is for real in the Western conference. Like one that I could really bank on right now to get out of the conference and bet on them against any other team they match up with in the playoffs. Right. Um, the Clippers, meh, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with Kawhi. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, they were one of my picks to potentially come out of the West, but they don't, I don't know what's going on with Kawhi. That, that little mystery box is just too much for me, right? Uh, the Kings, obviously, just a young team. They're just trying to make the playoffs. Uh, they're they're solid, you know? Obviously, you don't want to really... Probably not a team you want to face, run up against them. They're one of the fastest-paced teams in the league. They shoot a lot of threes. They make a lot of threes. They're high energy, but they're really young, you know? So, not a team you would be afraid of, right? Uh, Trailblazers, meh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Utah Jazz, I don't see them making the playoffs. I think they're going to continue to fall. The Mavs, I would I would expect them to be in this playoff race, obviously. And the Warriors, I would expect to be in this playoff race, right? Everything else is up for grabs. Um, you know, I don't think that the Pelicans are a true threat in the playoffs. I just don't. You know, I just don't. I could be proven wrong, but I could be proved wrong, but I, I just don't see it. You know, I think they're too young. I think that the Zion Williamson you know, potential injury or potential health risk is a factor. Um, you know, so that's one of those things too. So to me, clear cut team for real, put your money on it, Phoenix Suns, right? And I am definitely going to apologize for that one because I did not think they were going to be this good at this point in the season. So, uh, teams for real in the Eastern conference to me, this one has more, uh, more betting potential, right? For multiple teams. So, I'm looking at the Sixers, right? I, I've i scratched them off, right? And I know there's. it says here they're 7-3 and three out of their last 10, three-game win streak. Um, they're 12-9. and nine. They've, they've really climbed. They've really climbed because they were at the bottom for a little bit, uh, struggling, you know, to start the season. So they've looked better. Uh, but I just don't see it. You know, I feel like the pace in the Eastern Conference, too, is just so fast. And the shooting, the depth, something that the, that the Sixers have have struggled with, you know, and that's gonna probably uh, highlight. It's gonna be highlighted in the in a playoff series. Um, so I wouldn't put my money on the Sixers. I don't think that team is for real in terms of I don't. I just don't think they can get out of the Eastern Conference. I don't think they can beat the Bucks, and I don't think they can beat the Celtics. Um, so off the bat, I would just eh, you know, chalk it up, scratch them off. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks. That team is obviously for real. They won a championship, obviously, with a similar group. Um, the team is very deep. They can shoot. They can defend. They have Giannis Antetokounmpo. What more is there? Ne- what more needs to be said about that, right? You have that guy on your team, plus shooting around you, plus defense, and you have the depth. No-brainer to me. I think the Bucks can easily get out of the Eastern Conference. Um uh, if if they avoid if they somehow avoid having to play Boston right if like Boston gets eliminated, um, which I don't think is going to happen. I think the conference finals is going to be Boston Milwaukee, um, and that's going to be that is going to be such a tough series uh, for the Bucks because and I felt very confident about it preseason, but just looking at how the Celtics are playing now, looking at how just how well coached they are, how focused they are, how hungry they are. They've been just destroying teams. 
they've just been, I mean, Jason Tatum looks better, which is crazy to think about. Jalen Brown looks amazing. Uh, Marcus Smart, just being smart, <laughs> right? Um, Malcolm Brogdon, awesome off their bench. Just, man, this team has been awesome, and Rob Williams has not even been in the lineup yet. So you add him onto this team, it starts to get even scarier, right? And and, and Milwaukee Bucks haven't had uh, Chris Middleton either, you know? But but to me, you know, it, this could be a seven-game series uh, in a conference finals, and I'm going to tell you something right now. I think that the Celtics have an easier time scoring than the Bucks because the Bucks they can go cold, you know, and they're very dependent on Giannis creating for them sometimes. They have a lot of players like Wesley Matthews, Grayson Allen, um, you know, just guys that that need like catch and shoot opportunities, right? And if Boston's honing in on those shooters and those shooters are also a little cold, Boston's going to score in half court. I think that the, that the, the Bucks struggle uh, a little bit when the game slows down, right? When there's a lot of ball pressure and there's not a lot of space, um, Giannis really gets caught in that game where teams are fouling him and just sending him to the free throw line, you know? So it could be it, it could be a seven-game series, but I wouldn't be surprised if Boston won it in less. You know, I'm riding with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, my favorite player in the NBA is Giannis. He's been my favorite for a while. Um, my favorite to watch, my favorite player right now. Uh, you know, so I'm riding with this team because I just like the energy that Giannis attacks games with every night. Um, I also like the fact that this is a team that's won a championship. Um, they also have good depth. They also have shooting. They have everything you need to win a championship, right? And to get out of the Eastern Conference, which is this main conversation. So the team's for real. Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks. I think it's everyone else underneath. I don't trust the Cleveland Cavaliers to win a series against the Bucks or the Celtics. I just think that those two teams have a lot of chemistry, a lot of continuity. I think the Cleveland Cavaliers have a lot of youth, you know, and that could affect them down the line in pressured games in the playoffs. Donovan Mitchell could very well carry some games, you know, put some put some put the team on his back at at some points in a series, but you know, Darius Garland still super young. You know, uh, Evan Mobley, super young. Um, you know, a lot of guys that that are young on this team, right? So it's it's one of those things, you know, you, you without the experience, really hard to say that they'll get out of the Eastern Conference. You're looking at the Pacers. I don't know if they're going to be a fourth seed, but if they did make the playoffs, it, I mean, I, I don't think they would win a playoff series. You know, they're very young, like I said. Experience is a factor, um, you know, so I don't really see them winning a playoff series anyways. Uh, the Raptors in this kind of bracket, right? I see them as like a fifth seed in the Eastern Conference, uh, that can actually win, right, without home court advantage. So, like, I feel like if they got matched against the Sixers, I would, I mean, like, if the Sixers end up fourth, the Raptors end up fifth, and they match up in that 4-5, I'm picking the Raptors because of speed, energy, coaching, just everything. You know, to me, it's, I picked the Raptors last year in that first round against the Sixers, didn't go as I thought it would. I feel like if they matched up again in the first round, the Raptors would be out for blood, and I feel like the Sixers would get upset in that playoff series. Um, and I've been calling that uh, since I did that Raptors episode. Um, you know, so I'm looking at the Wizards. Meh. You know, the Wizards are the Wizards. 500 team, nothing nothing special. They're definitely better than they were in the past, right, in like the last couple years. But, 
you know, it, it, it's the Wizards. You know what I'm saying? They don't have enough uh, to really do anything in the playoffs. Uh, the Hawks have fallen, um, you know, three-game losing streak, four and six out of their last ten. I'm starting to read things online about fire Nate McMillan or, or make some changes. I'm seeing trade rumors again for John Collins. So who knows? You know, it's looking like panic mode. These guys are in the, are the eighth seed at the moment, just right above the Brooklyn Nets. Um, you know, do I think that the Hawks are going to make the playoffs? Yeah. You know, I even had them. I had the over for their win total. So, you know, I don't know. You know, I don't know exactly where the Hawks are going to finish. I had them as like a fourth seed. In my head, I'm not sure exactly where I put them in that in that uh, over under pod, but I did say they were going to win more than what the over was, uh, or, or I'm sorry, more than what what the number was for the over, right? Uh, on that on the Vegas website, so you know, so far been wrong about that. The Knicks kind of looking like the same team we've seen for the last couple years, uh, except for that crazy. Uh, I guess the crazy most recent season where they blew up. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess the for real teams right now that you would want to put money on would be the Bucks, the Celtics, the Suns. And I guess if I had to throw in like a surprise for real team to kind of like, I don't know, throw a monkey wrench in there, I would say the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, just because I like depth, energy, chemistry. Obviously, star potential needs to be there and they have all that. So, you know, uh, I guess those four teams as of right now to me, are the for real teams that can win any series that gets put in front of them, right? Um, that's not to say that uh, that one team is better than the other. It's just, to me, just saying, hey, like, these four teams that I'm giving you, these are four teams that can win in any playoff series, right? You match them against anyone in the league, they can definitely come out on top. Um, but I want to move into the last part of the episode as it is uh, getting to that long point. Um, I want to talk about a game that I watched recently. It was Celtics Hornets. Um, now, obviously, this game was a blowout from the beginning. Uh, it was a blowout. I mean, I think they were up like 30 at the half, right? The Celtics. And the only reason I'm bringing up this game is because I said I would uh, kind of watch a couple of games, do a little breakdown for the Celtics. Um, I am thinking of doing that. I'm thinking of probably uh, doing a different team uh, since we all know the Celtics have been great. Um, but, you know, I'm going to think about that before I do the next episode. But just watching this game against the Hornets, it basically told me everything that I need to know about where this team is mentally. You know, they're playing this team second night of a back-to-back. Um, so they have every reason to kind of like take their foot off the gas. But instead, the Celtics just stomp the Hornets, right? Destro I mean, like, if you just go look at the box score, go look at the final score, uh, look at the halftime score. You can do it like by, by quarter if you want. Um, on the on NBA.com when you look at the box score sheet. Um, and man, it was just, a, I mean, they just, dis they, they blew them up, right? Like they destroyed them. And what's crazy to think is it's like, it's like half, it's like the third quarter, right? They're already up like 30. And I'm still seeing Boston Celtics players diving for loose balls and beating the Hornets at every 50-50 ball, which is insane to think about because you're already up 30. This team let me just read you who they were missing. I mean, they were missing, I mean, it was it was no Rozier, no Gordon Hayward, no LaMelo, no Cody Martin, no Dennis Smith Jr. Now, the Celtics were missing uh, Jalen Brown, no Al Horford, and obviously still no Rob Williams. So you're thinking to yourself, okay, this could be 
a tight game just because of how much is 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 gone for the Celtics. But then you also think, okay, maybe they still blow out the Hornets because the Hornets are missing a ton. Um, it was really like just, <laughs> I mean, you're looking at at the starters for the Hornets. Theo Maladon, Kelly Oubre, Jalen McDaniels, PJ Washington, and Mason Plumlee. Um, you know, but but I, what I'm trying to talk about with the, with this part of the of the Celtics of uh, the portion of the episode is these dudes are destroying the Hornets. They never took their foot off the gas. They're they're just stomping a team on the second night of a back to back, minus some players in their lineup, and they just they're just beating teams that they're supposed to by a ton. You know, and it's no surprise why they're number one in the East. The focus level is so different this year. Um, the hunger, the the chemistry, the decisiveness, the half court offense is running smoothly. These guys are playing faster. Tatum looks just like I said earlier, just looks way better than before. Just taking a crazy leap. Jalen Brown too. This is arguably the best duo in the NBA right now. Um, I mean, it's 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 crazy to think that just a year ago, around like halfway through the season, there was discussion about trying to split these guys up, which is normal. You know, when a team is struggling, you start to kind of see the rumors and you see everyone trying to make fake trades, trying to make the team better or whatever it is, or, or try to solve problems. Sometimes the best move is no move at all. And this is exactly what we're seeing. They stayed put with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Uh, obviously, they got to the finals. And here they are again, number one seed in the Eastern Conference, looking like probably the best team in the NBA, um, just, you know, on a mission, right? They, these team looks like they're right where they left off and even better than last year, which is scary to think about because Robert Williams hasn't even been on this team, right? And you add that guy to this team and... I don't know what the league is going to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So as long as everyone stays healthy, um, this is a team you're going to probably want to bet on to win it all. Uh, especially, you know, I will say this. If they do get to the finals, I don't care who they're playing. And I'm saying that a quarter into the season. If they get to the finals, they're beating anybody that's that's going to face them there. That that's I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stamp that right here on this episode. I'm not saying... That I have the Boston Celtics getting to the finals because I like the Milwaukee Bucks. I like Giannis. Um, but if the Celtics do happen to get there to the finals, I think they're gonna they're gonna have a parade over there in Boston. So um yeah, that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh, also wanted to say before I end this episode, there's a video uh that I uploaded. I was interviewing one of the players for the travel basketball team. Uh he's a JV high school basketball player. His name is Chris Paiute. Uh, the video is always dropped in the show notes, uh, the channel for the YouTube channel for the All Things Basketball podcast. I interviewed him in person, undisclosed location, obviously, but um, it was a nice little interview. It's about 19 to 20 minutes. Uh, he was a little bit nervous, but he he did really well throughout. Um, and there's going to be plenty of more interviews uh, throughout the time. So I wasn't sure if to put that video interview as a pod on these platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts, uh, because I feel like you enjoy it more if you're watching it, um, especially you can see the facial expressions, kind of the editing uh, that I did on the video. Uh, but yeah, if you guys want to check it out and see me in action in person, uh, check out the show notes and hit the link for the YouTube channel. Uh, and you'll be able to see the interview with Chris Paiute, uh, who plays for Broward Legacy, uh, which is the basketball team that I've partnered with. It's a travel team 
uh, where I go. I've been I've been planning on obviously going to some of their games, get some more info there so that when I'm interviewing them, I'm more prepped. Uh, but yeah, like I said, that's going to do it for this episode. I'm your host, Vic Lopez, as always, and I'll catch you guys on the next one.